you didn't want to have to deal with the ups and the downs that are so common to diabetics who try to eat right, try to eat per the Diabetic Association standard, give insulin the way you're supposed to, that's not happening so much anymore, is it? No. Can you talk to me about that? When I first came out of coma, um, I remember them telling me about having to change my eating habits, exercise, and et cetera, et cetera. So, okay, you know, I've been doing what you've told me to do, you know, following the, the healthy diet that, and even, even more so because I wrestled and wanted to keep my weight down and be in good shape. Sure. So the very first meal they bring into me, it has a cup of coffee, which fine, no, you know, a cup of coffee, no sugar. Mm -hmm. And um, it has a turkey sandwich with whole wheat bread and then a cup of fruit. You know, this is the fruit that's in the container that has the sugar water. And I remember looking at this and thinking, something can't be right here. And this is like one of the first days, one of the first meals I have to eat. And they bring me this meal, and it's a sandwich with whole wheat bread. It has tomatoes on it. It has mustard mayonnaise. They bring me this fruit, some vegetable, and some rice. And I asked the nurse, I said, you told me I have to change my eating habits. And she says, yeah. And I said, this is how I ate before you diagnosed me as diabetic. What's so different about this? And she says, no, 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 it's different. No, it's not. This is how I ate. And you're giving me the same thing that I did before, but you tell me I need to change my eating habits. And they really, they really focused in on this is different. Um, not knowing any better, I said, okay, if this is what you tell me I need to do, this is what I'll do. And uh, so I ate their meals and gave the insulin the way they told me. Now there was some, a little bit of testing on their part too, because by becoming diabetic at 42 years old, most times that's a type two diabetes, you know, lack of exercise, overweight, uh, unhealthy eating habits and et cetera. Well, I, was, I didn't fit all that, mm -hmm. but they were still trying to figure out how am I type two when I'm eating healthy and exercising and don't have uh, unhealthy living habits. But then when they finally figured out and did the test to find out my pancreas was on its way out and I am a type one, they still wanted me to eat the way they were uh, showing me to eat, you know, with a cup of rice, make it, make sure it's whole wheat rice. Uh, and I remember them telling me there's certain foods out there that you can eat that are no carb. It's a free meal. And, okay, show me what it is. And, and they would show me these things. Have a person in the car and they say, swing by McDonald's. Mm -hmm. Any advice that you would give somebody that they could eat smart mm -hmm. as a diabetic, even at McDonald's? I get a Diet Coke, you know, I'll get a uh, grilled chicken salad with Caesar dressing. Uh, I go over, sometimes I'll ask for some extra, ask them to throw on an extra piece of chicken, grilled chicken. And you might have to pay a little more, but you know, you got your good protein in the grilled chicken breast. And then when I get over to the side, before I put my Caesar dressing on there, I'll pick off the carrot strips. Hmm. and I'll pick off the tomatoes and then they'll give you the croutons and the if there's onions on there I'd pick those off but I don't sure. believe it I think it just comes with tomatoes and uh, carrots pick those off put my uh, Caesar dressing actually I even asked for two packs of Caesar dressing that you know and uh, test my blood sugar give myself my little bit of insulin mm -hmm. again uh, I know with a grilled chicken Caesar salad from McDonald's that if I'm gonna eat that and I'm at 90 it's about two and a half to 
maybe three units at 90, depending on how I'm feeling. But two and a half units of insulin, eat my salad, drink my Diet Coke, we have a great time. Wow. You can also order a, a grilled chicken sandwich if you like that. Um, I ask for extra mayonnaise on it. Uh, when I get it off to the side, I take the mayonnaise that they put on the bun, put it on my uh, grilled chicken piece, throw out the buns. I got my good um, chip piece of chicken there with the mayonnaise on there and eat away. Sometimes you order too. Again, you know, our society is geared towards the bigger, more unhealthy food, the cheaper. Yeah. So if you order two grilled chicken sandwiches, it is going to be a little more expensive than the Big Mac. Right. But the payoff is later. You know, yeah. when, when your blood sugars are nice and steady, you're feeling good, you're not going blind, you're not having amputations, uh, and your son says, Dad, can we go throw the football? And you say, yeah, I can, and I want to, versus I want to and I can't, or, right. um, you know, I don't want to because I don't feel good. You know, the payoff comes later. So. Right. You were finally diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. That qualified you especially to go with the insulin pump. Mm -hmm. You used to do the insulin shots. For viewers who might be taking shots, type 2 diabetics, mm -hmm. for those who are on insulin pumps, would this, would it all apply? Whether they're getting a little bit at a time all the time with the insulin pump versus having to give themselves a shot and then compensate, is there any difference that, that they would be experiencing compared to someone who's on a pump? No, it's, it's, it's the same. What you want to think about is um, if you're type 2, your pancreas can't keep up. If you're type 1, your pancreas is just gone. So you're having to supplement what your pancreas is doing. Um, and that supplement is either taking pills. Um, uh, and I'm not going to talk about the exercise and all that because we should be doing that. But mm -hmm. I'm talking about medication-wise. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to supplement that with either some pills, metformin, glucophage, that kind of stuff, some other pills that have hit the market, and or shots. And, and those shots are going to be insulin, whether it's with a pump all day long mm -hmm. or give yourself a shot in the morning and then give yourself a shot every meal. And the whole emphasis on this eating correctly is trying to limit or reduce the amount of insulin that you're putting into your body. I tell a story, and I think I've I've told it to you before is uh, I remember when I first got on the pump they made us go to all these classes um, it, again back at my dietitian, and I sat next to a guy beside me now he was a little overweight compared to me I mean quite a bit heavier than me but we had to do they made us take a, a meal let's say 60 grams of carbs and go through and figure out how many grams or how many units of insulin you were going to give yourself for a 60 gram carb meal and I remember going through there and I came up with four and a half five units of insulin and the guy beside me he's struggling going through it you know he's a younger kid so he's having trouble with the mass so I'm hey you know four times five and 22 divided by 76 or whatever so I help him through it and at the end he's at 85 units of insulin and I remember thinking holy cow I must have done something wrong on mine there's no way I can be at four and a half units, and this guy is at 80 units of insulin. So I went through and I did my math again, and I'm at four and a half units of insulin. Well, okay, I, I mean, I've double-checked my work. I must be right. So then the guy next to me, he goes through and he does his again. And again, he's, I mean, it might not have been 80, but it was 
quite significant. Mm -hmm. It was 60 to 80 units of insulin he had come up with. And he raises his hand and he calls the doctor over and he's like, am I doing this right? And he's like, yeah. And I remember thinking to myself, here is a guy that is going to take something external and put it into his body. 60 units. Mm. Now, what if he ate different and only had to give himself 30 units? Would he be better? Would he be healthier? Would he feel better? Right. You know, four and a half units for me versus I can tell a difference if I eat a meal that has four and a half units of insulin. And then every now and then I go to Denny's and I eat a great big double cheeseburger with a bun and the french fries and I give myself 10 units of insulin. Yep. And I can feel it. I feel mm. droggy. I feel, wow. you know, that, wow, man, I gave myself a lot of insulin. And I just refuse to accept that that's the way I want to feel every day. Every once in a while, once a year, you know, once a month, you, you see that burger and you think, man, that sounds good. And you eat it. Okay. But it's not the end of the world. What you want to pay attention to is how do I feel after I eat that? It just doesn't feel right. And you told me a very interesting thing, too, is you splurged on a holiday and we're talking to another acquaintance of mine who's just newly been diagnosed. And I think one of the most profound things that you told him when we got together was if you fail one day, don't give up. Yeah, it's not the end of the world. You know, we get back on track and we keep going, you know. I like to tell this, well, the story is is that it was the 4th of July weekend. It was yeah. a long weekend. I had a break from the academy, so I, I think it was like a total of five days. And went up north. Uh, to a cabin, just relaxing, having a great, and it's the 4th of July weekend, so who doesn't want to eat ice cream? Who doesn't want to eat, <laughs> exactly. you know, all the crappy oh, food yeah. out there you can? So I decided, you know what, I'm not going to exercise this weekend. I'm going to give myself some more eat ice cream. I'm going to eat potato chips. I'm going to have fun. You know, I noticed I'm giving myself insulin and I'm covering my blood sugar. I'm keeping my blood sugar 108, you know, 110, which the doctors tell you is fine. Sure. Um, it wasn't till after the weekend was over and that last night, I come back home, I get in bed, and I wake up the next morning. I do my natural thing, drink some water, let my body get going, and then settle down. I go check my blood sugar, and I'm, I can't remember exactly, but I'm going to guess 198. Now, the doctors tell you you can eat whatever you want, and the ins insulin will cover it. As long as we know how many grams of carbs, and we put the amount of insulin to cover those carbs, you're fine. My blood sugar was 198, and it kept going up for the next two or three days. No matter how much I exercised, no matter how much insulin I gave me, no matter how correctly I ate, it took about three to four days to get my blood sugar to correct back down to, on the low side, 75, on the high side, 95. Which is normal for you. Which is know. normal for me. Um, and again, that the only thing different there was the eating and covering with insulin and you know, we, we did a few walks and, you know, little things like that. But even when I came back and started exercising, um, it took three to four days. And eating correctly, it took three to four days for that to work its way out of my body. Wow. So, so you pay for it. You pay for it. And, and you think about somebody that doesn't know this to eat differently and eat what I say is correctly versus what they're saying. You're going to be doing this roller coaster on a daily, weekly, monthly, yearly basis, and it's nonstop. Think about if I was 198 and I didn't know any better, and I went and ate another meal of 60 to 80 grams of carbs, and I have to give myself enough insulin to cover that 60 grams of carbs, 
plus enough insulin to get my blood sugar from 198 back down to 120. Wow. I mean, you're giving yourself a lot of insulin, and if you overdo it, you're going to crash. Now you're going to go back and eat. Back to the yo-yo thing again. You're right back to the yo-yo. So it's very important that we tell people what's going on and try and help each other out. Clint Crabtree? Awesome. Thank you very much for having me here. Uh, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you taking this time to share this story. And I know from a paramedic standpoint, diabetes is epidemic. Uh, it's getting worse. It's getting younger. Type 2 diabetes is happening more and more with younger people and I think that shouldn't be happening in type 2 because in most cases it's just how we're handling life, right? Mm -hmm. It's what we're doing with our lifestyle. Um, but I think even more, more than that is that you're 40, Five. 45 <laughs> years 45. old, you look like you're 20. People that are going to write back to me and be like, yeah, but he's 20 years old. No. 45 years old, type 1, in the old school, that's brittle diabetic. Lifetime was not very long, and most of the time, it just was a downhill slope, and you're actually getting healthier and getting better. You're at the top of your games. Now you're moving into MMA, which is extreme fighting. And I think what's most important and why I really wanted to interview you is that you become a beacon of hope to prevent diabetes for those who don't have it yet and to help those who are being now diagnosed with it. I can't tell you how much I appreciate your time. Thank you very much. I hope this was helpful. Um, it, it's going to probably be a few segments. So if you've joined us for those few segments, uh, I'm glad you stuck with it. Um, questions and answers, be, be sure to email me at royanrescue at gmail.com or tweet me at the ampersand royanrescue. From Royan Rescue, stay healthy, be strong. We'll talk to you next time. Take care. Bye-bye.